My name is Mark Viquez, and this is the Ballpark Hunter Podcast, a weekly show that discusses topics at the ballpark from the game day experiences, stadium news, logo changes, and everything else that's brewing at the game. We cover it all from the baseball to the beer. Invite you to stay tuned and hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Viquez, and welcome to the Ballpark Hunter webcast uh, podcast, actually. I have with me today Logan Weening. He's the founder of Old Fort Baseball Company, and they celebrate and showcase the history of baseball in that city through art design and streetwear, not just for fans up in Fort Wayne, but all over the world. So, Logan, welcome to the show. And how did you get this started? Thanks, Mark. Yeah, no, um, I am from the Fort Wayne area, have always been a baseball fanatic, despite you can see behind me all soccer scarves. There are baseball things in my office here, Um, but I've always had a very deep interest in learning about the history of baseball. Mm. When I was young, I got real deep into learning about the Negro Leagues and the history of that. Uh, Me and my dad actually went to the museum in Kansas City. Very, very Um, nice place to. uh, Yes, I've been there, too. I I really advise folks to go there and it's getting a lot of attention now through uh, certain partnerships, I think, with LIDS, a local Indianapolis group. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, stuff like that, where I was always kind of had a lot of that knowledge just in the back of my head from doing the research that I did just for fun. Um, And I'm also a graphic designer, um, Mm. some freelance, and then I also work at Purdue Fort Wayne in the athletic department here in town. Um, But so I was kind of just looking for, I'd been looking for a passion project of my own to kind of build and grow, uh, you know, and baseball fit. And there's so much baseball history in Fort Wayne. that people just don't know about that I think in my mind had always been common knowledge just because I had done that research when I was in middle school and all sorts of, you know, I wrote papers in middle school about the history of baseball in Fort Wayne because I was that kid that did that. Um, I, I was that kid too. I, yeah. used to draw, I used to draw logos on my uh, notebooks and I wish I would have saved some of them just to yes. see what I was creating. Cause I would just doodle stuff. And, and I was the type of guy in high school. I didn't date. I didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't go to parties, you know, and, and people would make fun of me, but every now and then someone would go, Hey, that's pretty cool. Mark, you should, you should be a designer when you get older. So I'm glad that uh, there was many like me back then. Yes, definitely. And I think the other thing, um, for me was Fort Wayne has really grown in, you know, the past 10 plus years kind of centered around centered around Parkview field and baseball, you you know, at its core with the downtown development. But when you walk around local shops here, you go to farmer's markets and all of that, there is Fort Wayne merchandise gear, everything, you name it, it's everywhere. And there was never anything sports related, baseball related, And that's such an important part of the history of Fort Wayne and the culture here uh, that that kind of gave me the idea to start doing old Fort baseball with, you know, to kind of showcase some of that, at least on the baseball side. Yeah, no, exactly. I see that here in Indianapolis. Uh, We have shops that have defunct teams that, you know, indoor soccer, hockey teams uh, that people wear on these nice kind of soft cotton shirts. And 
I see that elsewhere. I know Raleigh, uh, there's a push to push for a baseball team there and they have a collection of merchandise. I can't think of the name at the moment, but you know, when, when I heard about old Fort, I'm like, Oh, that's up in Fort Wayne. You know, I usually, when I have somebody on my podcast, they're not this close. I think we're about, I'm in Fishers, Indiana, which is about, I don't know, 90 minute drive at the most, depending on traffic. So uh, compared to Auckland, this is nice to talk to somebody (laughs) for sure. Talk to somebody very close, but uh, Fort Wayne, I look at your collection. uh, You have designs from the daisies, uh, the Kikuagans. Your logo, which has the uh, 260 area code, uh, Fort Wayne color uh, color giants. You also have the old uh, ballpark Memorial Stadium, which was known as the castle. A uh, lot of nice collections here. Are you looking to add more or are you happy with that base right now? Yeah, no, I'm always looking to grow um, okay. and add things. There's, I definitely, I have lists, um, you know, saved on my computer of different articles and different things, um, you know, ideas of other teams that existed, other things to build off of some of those, um, you know, especially the daisies um, oh, are yeah. huge. And that's, that is one thing that in Fort Wayne, I think got a lot of recognition and people knew that was around. I don't think they know as much about the history of it, but obviously with the movie and, you know, they're turning League of Their Own into a show coming up soon. So it's going to just have a resurgence, I think. Oh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a, a TV show or it's what I've heard. I think oh. it's a Netflix thing um, that they're looking into. So I nice. foresee that growing in popularity too, but yeah, yeah that would help you out now. Yeah. Now, obviously, when you're trying to create these logos, uh, are you based? You're basing them on information that you find. But I'm looking at the Fort Wayne baseball team. That uh, this was a trivia question many years ago that I did not know, and and I, I felt bad that I didn't know this. They said the first professional baseball game was where, and when they found out the answer was Fort uh, Wayne, I was like, Fort Wayne? When the heck was this? So. It was uh, May 4th, 1871. Yep. Now, when you created the logo for, is that based on an actual image that you found during that era? Cause the team was around for a year or is that just something you right. came up with? No, that one specifically, um, there's a marker on the, at the site of the oh, field. There, you um, go. there was actually, we just moved, but at the time we lived downtown and it was right around the corner from my house. So I, um, knew it was there. I would run past it in the mornings and stuff, but um, that logo is actually on the top of the monument. So I'm not sure if at that time that was created, but that one, at least, you know, if you do a quick Google search of, you know, Kikianga's baseball for Wayne, okay. you know, that comes up uh, that kind of script, almost Celtic old English. Yeah. Yeah. Old English looking uh, K. So that one I did kind of, draw from that obviously and then but there's still opportunities and parts where i've taken some liberties and kind of grown yeah that brand off of one you know remaining image no i definitely understand because you know sometimes when i look for for old articles i find some images they're like oh my god that looks awesome on a cap or on a shirt and uh you know the, the the fort wayne club uh, definitely is uh, is a nice little bit of history. Do you think most people in Fort Wayne under- know that the first professional game 
took place in town in 1871? No, definitely no. not. That's been one thing. Just when I post things about that on our social media pages, you get a lot of reaction of people who I know are sports fans and are they had no idea if anything they heard because when they put that monument up, you know, the news was out there for a 10 second hit in the yeah. morning. And if you happen to catch it, you know, but other than that, it's not very well known, especially the fact, you know, it wasn't the major leagues and people, that's one question I get a lot is, is this, was this the start of major league baseball, yeah. which it wasn't, it was um, national association, you know, I believe. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, national association. So it was, pre-major league baseball so it gets it's one of those things where different cities and different places lay claim to the first professional baseball um game but you know fort wayne definitely takes it there no you're absolutely right i'm looking at it they built a stadium i think the public uh built a grandstand just for mm -hmm. that team for that year and i think the first game was uh on in may the team folded in august and then the grandstand burnt down in November, all in in that one year. So it's a uh, it's a sad, sad little story, yeah. you know. Like such promise would be great to have a picture of that grandstand to see what that looked like. Yes, uh, yeah, so that I have not come yeah. across, and probably will not from no, 1871. <laughs> no, you're not, unless somebody drew a picture of it and it's I, hiding out in in somebody's uh, basement right now. Yeah. Oh, good stuff there. So. What, uh, obviously you said you've had a love for baseball. It goes back deep, but, uh, your career, what, uh, your graphic designer, how long have you been uh, doing this? And, and is there another job you do besides the old Ford baseball? Yeah. So I, um, started working as an intern with the Mad Ants. Uh, oh, yeah. the, they were, it was the D league at the time, G league now. Um, so I worked there as an intern when I was started when I was in high school and did that for ended up being there a total of six years, um, six seasons um, in a variety of roles. But the the graphic design came from my time as an intern there where they didn't have anybody that was really super proficient in Photoshop and doing graphics and that sort of thing. And I when they didn't have things for me to do, I didn't want to leave because I was having fun. I liked being in that environment and working there. So I kind of picked it up and just started playing around with Photoshop a little bit. Um, mm, so I'm that's... completely self-taught in that aspect and okay. just, you know, they let me kind of learn my way through things. And, you know, you look back and there's things that were put out. We ran billboards that I can't believe that anybody let run in town. They were not the highest quality, but you know, it was me learning in the process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I learned there and then I've been at Purdue Fort Wayne um, doing marketing and design in the athletic department for three and a half years now. So very similar doing, you know, uh, some ticket sales, some graphic design, general marketing, game entertainment, all that. Well, yeah, that, that's the key there. You get to create, you know, I, I'm the same way. I love creating logos. I need to jump to that next level where I'm doing Photoshop or I'm doing, you know, trying to vectorize logos and try to make them look as good as yours to, that you come up with or, or something that Brandios or uh, right. Fuser does. You know, I, I want I want to create my own logos just for plain entertainment so right uh but this is nice it's a great passion so 04 baseball obviously you've had this love of uh the game 
how long has it been since you said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to start creating some, some shirts and caps and see. Yeah, what it was, like. it was last summer, uh, around oh, wow. Memorial day. So not even been a year yet. Um, I started, I had kind of had some different ideas running through my head. Um, some that just didn't work out some that I thought were going to become too complicated. We were actually on vacation in Arizona and I was took a sketchbook with me, which I don't usually even do, um, but happened to take one just in case and just kind of started sketching out some logo ideas um, for that main brand logo, uh, you know, and really for whatever reason, it was one of those things that just stuck. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as I started building out more designs, based on some of the kind of low hanging fruit with the daisies that was very popular and the Kikiangas, which I had that base logo. Um, so some of that stuff, you know, I was making it and just kind of decided I, I got to give this a try. If I don't now I'll regret it. Um, you know, and having the background knowledge of knowing how to build a website and set all that up and figure out the ordering and, production and all that kind of stuff. You know, I had enough knowledge of that to be able to do it at a pretty low risk um, mm -hmm. from an investment point of view where it was, you know, if it works great, if it doesn't, oh, well, it's some time and a little bit of a little bit of money, but not a crazy investment that was going to break me in the process. Yeah. You're not max, not your credit cards. Or no. Anything. All right. Well, that's, we don't want to see that. So yeah. uh, are you saying that the daisies is probably your hot seller right now or? Yeah, um, I think at least as far as engagement on social, especially, um, that's the stuff I've had a couple of people that I know, you know, have reached out and said, oh, my great aunt or my grandma or, you know, a family friend played for the team. They're, you know, so they've been very engaged from that point of view, um, you know, wanting to live, live on that legacy of yeah. their family member or whatever through that. Yeah, and that, that's a team that was around for a good 10 years, it seems. Yeah. So uh, definitely a, a lot of, uh, you know, 1945 to 1954. So, you know, definitely there's probably a lot of people who do remember going to a game of a certain age. Obviously, you're, they're getting up there in years, but you know, perhaps they have some stories. So that's, that's always good to see. And, you know, uh, League of Their Own is one of my favorite movies, baseball mm -hmm. movies. I, I put it up there with Bull Durham and Major League. So yeah. if uh, the series does come, it'd be nice to see Fort Wayne represented because I don't yeah. I don't think they were mentioned in the movie at all. No, uh, it was, uh, you know, game. It took place in Indiana, just not not in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Uh, but then again, the ballpark at the time was I don't even think they had the ballpark built yet in 91 when they were filming that. No, that didn't no, come until but, 93. Right. And I do know that Tom Hanks's character in the movie, though, they always say is based on. Jimmy, yes, Fox, Jimmy Fox, who was the manager of the Daisies. So, okay. um, you know, yeah. there is a little Fort Wayne connection, but most, you know, yeah. not anything that the general public knows, but a little, I hear you. I hear. So growing up in Fort Wayne, you attended a lot of wizards games, I assume. Definitely. Uh, I, I remember going to Memorial stadium. It was, I remember the last time I was there, they were talking about the new ballpark in downtown mm -hmm. And there was a lot of people ticked off. They're like, why would mm -hmm. you build one downtown? This isn't such a great location. It's easy to get to off the interstate. I agree. Fort Wayne needs something, but it's not a ballpark. And I mean, you, you fast forward over 10 years and it has transformed 
the downtown, the city. It is as advertised and much more. What were your thoughts about a new ballpark downtown at the time? You know, I was young at the time. Yeah. I oh, was yes. probably in middle school. So oh, I show my was age. so excited <laughs> to, yeah. you know, the at the prospect of a new ballpark. But, you know, I know at the time, Fort Wayne, the downtown was so dead and it there was, was nothing was. there. So I can understand people who didn't want or didn't see that it would be the catalyst for everything. It's hard to know that until they actually put the shovel in the ground and exactly. got games played. So I can see why, you know, and Memorial Stadium was connected to the Memorial Coliseum, which is where the hockey team plays and the basketball team Damn plays. And, yeah. You know, all of the, at that point in time, entertainment in Fort Wayne, yes. like big time entertainment was contained to that parking lot of two, you know, know, the baseball stadium and yeah. the Coliseum. Yeah. And it was so yeah, people didn't yeah. want to separate those. No, no, I, yeah, I get it. And so many other cities say, yeah, we're going to build a ballpark downtown. Everybody's going to start joining in and, and that doesn't happen. And, and then you get people ticked off, you know, growing up in New Jersey, Oh, Newark, New Jersey, we're going to build a ballpark and everybody's going to come down here. Nope. Didn't happen. Camden, New Jersey. Well, they did start building stuff in Camden. It's just that people didn't go to the ballpark and there was some other issues. So yeah, I, I I've been there and you know, I, I didn't really have a, didn't know what to say because I thought Memorial stadium was a, very outdated, especially mm-hmm. I feel like it was the Comiskey Park two of minor league baseball. Like right. here you had this ballpark that debuted in 93. It returned minor league baseball to Fort Wayne for the first time in 40 some years. And then the next year you, you see all these other ballparks with open concourses and ran wrap around uh, almost wrap around uh, concourses. And you're like, what the heck happened here? What, why did we miss the boat? So uh, what were yes? I, I mean, did you did you think about that as a as a kid going in from that ballpark to the new one? Like, yeah, wow, I think group. you know Memorial Stadium was not a social Mm-mm. atmosphere, partially just based on the construction and the nature of it. But yes. just it they drew okay, and the attendance was you know kind of probably what you expected from mid nineties, early two thousands minor league baseball, where it was you know doing okay, but wasn't selling out on a nightly basis or anything. And then, you know, when they moved into that new stadium, it was the nicest thing Fort Wayne had seen open in years. As long as I could remember, I couldn't remember something new coming to the city that was that influential and that state of the art at the time, which now, if you look, you know, every minor league city has that open concept, old brick look with a fun nickname, all of that. But, you know, 2008, 2009, when all that was happening, we were still earlier on that train. Um, so people weren't, you know, it was new and different and exciting and not something anybody had seen before. So I think it just reinvigorated people's interest yeah. in the fact of turning that into a social outing outdoors in Fort Wayne was not something we had other options for. It wasn't, you know, competing with something else that was already existing in a similar fashion. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, I used to hate going to Fort Wayne. I remember I had a, a roommate from <laughs> college who was there and we went up there a couple of times and I was like, yeah, I really could care less if I ever come back to Fort Wayne. You know, I, I saw yeah. a baseball game. I was happy. 
And and I would say, except for going to a hockey game, I, I could care less about going up there. But I go downtown. I I see the new businesses opening up. The GE buildings being renovated. I go to the Coney Island, which probably has some of the best hot dogs you yeah. can get outside of Detroit, Definitely. or even better than the ones in Detroit. And if you're listening to me in Detroit, prove <laughs> it. Come down to Fort Fort Wayne uh, Coney, and uh, you tell me the difference. Uh, Powers Burgers is a great yep. place. Uh, there's some awesome breweries. I forget the one. It was in an old candy factory. Oh, Summit City. Yeah. Summit City. What a what an amazing place to just hang yeah. out and and look around. And you step on those those floors, they feel like you're going to fall down. And it, it's just the whole vibe up there. It's just such a cool place to visit now. So it's, yeah. uh, it's nice to have that. Yeah. And I think that's I'm definitely my generation, people my age kind of in that mid to mid 20s to mid 30s yeah we grew up and you wanted to get out of Fort Wayne that was like your thing you graduated high school you went away to college and you came back on the holidays like that Mm -hmm. was the thing and now that we actually all got to that point where we could have done that we've all realized well now Fort Wayne's a great place to be like it's a great place to raise a family it's a great place to work there's you know fun entertaining you know entertainment options and growth potential and so many cool things here that you know we'd all fought forever that we'd never want to stay and now everybody wants to stay and bring their friends here that aren't from here i mean who knew that and the same thing with yeah. south bend i hear that about south bend yeah. detroit people are in their 20s millennials are moving to downtown detroit i could go back to 2000 and 2001 and you didn't even want to step foot out of Detroit. You just wanted yeah. to drive through and, and not even have an excuse to get gas or something to eat because you were just so scared. But it's, it's amazing how things have changed. And it's, it's amazing how a different a younger generation says, hey, this is a place we can work, play and eat. Definitely. Some of some of the guys don't even drive cars. They can just get to work. So right. it's, a, it's a good time. It's a good time. So, uh, well, we talked a lot about uh, the tin caps and the wizards, but let's talk more about uh, your company here. Now I'm looking yeah. at this one shirt. It's called the Fort Wayne Scouts uh, softball. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about those guys. And yeah, yeah, there's that's another one that there's not a whole lot of information about. Um, so the Fort Wayne Scouts were an a professional male softball team. Um, slow pitch softball team that played um they played one season i believe it's 1979 uh it was a league kind of thrown together i think had teams in the area pretty local-ish detroit chicago um but so the scouts were named after the scout vehicle that was produced at international harvester which was headquartered here in fort wayne um which actually is what came out of the Zollner company, I think that, you know, it was the Zollner Pistons when the Pistons were in Fort oh, Wayne yeah, um, for the NBA. Uh, so it was tied to Fort Wayne through that name, um, through International Harvester. They played at a facility at the time it was called Tecumwa, which is now it's called the Ash Center, which is a great facility that houses the World Baseball Academy. And they play college games there and a variety of um it's the practice facility for the Mad Ants and for other um, youth teams. And they've got indoor football and all sorts of stuff. But at the time, it was kind of just a rec, rec uh, sports place. Um, and they had a field out there and the 
the scouts played their one season out there. They were coached by um, a guy I want to look and confirm his name. I think his name was Jungle Jim Rivera, was um, a, a former major leaguer who um, played for the Tigers um, for a while. So he was in town, coached that team. Uh, then they folded after one year, kind of resurrected as a team known as the Fort Wayne Huggy Bears. I am Huggy not Bears. sure of the the nature of that name, well, and I found uh, nothing. Yeah. Well, the hu- Huggy Bear was a character on Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, he was uh, their go-to guy with uh, what was he was like the snitch. <laughs> so yeah, I wonder if there's a, a connection with that. But who? Yeah, yeah. so yeah, uh, Huggy they. Bears. They played, the Huggy Bears played in 1980 and then also yeah. folded. That one you find no information about. The Scouts, you'll find um, there's really two pictures that I've seen that exist. There's a picture of a program and a picture of a pennant. Um, with that online. logo. Yep, with that logo. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a bar in town, in downtown called O'Sullivan's, kind of just a dive bar. But they actually, if you go in there, they have the pennant and they also have a jersey hung up. Okay. They've got a bunch of just old random jerseys of some rec league teams and some beer league teams, um, but they have a scouts jersey hung up. So yeah. it's just kind of funny of not sure, you know, kind of how that ended up there. But well, yeah. it's, it's somebody probably stuck in there back in 1979 right, sure. or 1980. And, you know, I go to a lot of bars, kind of like these old these old dives and there's all sorts of stuff hanging up there from the last 40, 50 years. So, yeah. And if you go to fun while it lasted, you can get yep. some more information on uh, on this club. And here it is. There was another team, the Huggy Bears. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that was their name. So, yep. And that's one I have never found a logo, but someday uh, we might create one and I might have one because that just is a fun name that would oh, be fun yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to, to come that. up with and create something off of. And for me, you know, if we are able to, create a logo but base it on history and something real but it's also just a fun creative new thing that's yeah. a that's a plus for sure to tie it to you know tie it to the, you know you know you know that's what i like i remember when i was in high school I, we were doing a silkscreen project mm-hmm. and i was create i was recreating the atlanta flames logo because i thought that yeah. was such a cool looking logo and once again just a guy who wasn't dating girls or anything got a <laughs> lot of strange looks so you know when when I hear somebody saying, hey, there was this, this team that played for one year. They're called the Huggy Bears. They're trying to find their logo. When you find that, let's say somebody from that club comes yep. up and says, hey, I played for the team. This is what it looked like or helps you create it. Uh, I mean, that, that's just going to be such a great accomplishment. It's like, yes, we did it. We did the Huggy yeah. Bears. Yes. Uh, so best best of luck with you on that i i hope yeah you, i hope you get that done uh now sure. fort wayne had another minor league baseball team that played uh the chiefs are you looking to create anything based on that logo or is that not yeah they're one they're kind of on my list um okay there's the chiefs there's a general's team that was a a, a pirates affiliate in uh the late 40s um there's a couple you know, other clubs that I know existed kind of in that amateur American Legion type um, circuit where they were playing in the NBC World Series. Um, a couple winners, a couple champions there from uh, clubs based out of GE. Um, so the GE, they were just called the Fort Wayne General Electrics. Yeah. 
um, that were kind of a company sponsored team that brought in some pretty well-known players, I think, um, at the time. So those are some of the ones that are kind of on my radar. You can't really find anything. The General Electrics, you can find some team yeah. photos and stuff, but the Chiefs, the Generals, a lot of those, um, those are ones that you're, I'm going to have to kind of use some creative liberty on and try to bring back to life. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That, or just like reaching out to the public that, yeah. that may have remember what, what these look like. Cause you know, like I'm the same way with baseball and Terre Haute, I'm looking for logos for the Terre Haute huts, mm-hmm. which played 55 to 56. And I did find a program cover that had the huts name in a, in a certain graphic, which is nice. And then I'm looking at the Terre Haute hot and tots, which they were called the tots. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any logo for that out there. They may not even been some of these teams. They're so old. They may not even had a logo at the time. It's just the team, the city name across the chest. So yeah, that's what you find. It's a lot of times yeah. they're just the flannel, the wools that, you know, had Fort Wayne stitched across and an FW yeah. on the cap. And that was, that was the end of it. So that was, yeah, that was the end. Depends if they, if they happen to print programs for fans, that's kind of your best bet usually is, that somebody had hand sketched a logo that they mm-hmm. they ran onto some programs. Daisy's very much that way. Didn't really have a firm logo. You know, what you always see associated with the Daisies is just the Fort the Wayne seal. Yeah. The seal. Um, so, but you know, there are some program covers that have some and that's great too. artistic yeah. design yeah. to them that you can pull from and kind of create, create a logo out of. Yeah. And there, there's a lot more, uh, probably a lot more imagery of uh, that club just sure. based, yeah, just based on there. But yeah, I, I do like that. I like to see folks coming together to create these, uh, these things we didn't know we needed, you know, we, we didn't yeah. know we needed a Fort Wayne scouts or a huggy bears or the castle. I like that a lot. That that's kind of cool. Cause you know, most people grew up going to games there and why not have a shirt or mug to, to right. uh, commemorate those days. So working on the chiefs. Are you doing anything outside of baseball, like the indoor soccer team or that played no, in the late eighties? At this point we've stuck, you know, I've Just stuck baseball. mainly to Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne baseball. I do think there's an opportunity to kind of grow. You're talking about Terre Haute talked about South Bend earlier. Okay. Um, you know, where there is some baseball history in Northern Northeast Indiana as a whole, um, you know, that might, be something I want to look into at some point to try to grow that. Cause I think, you know, it can't just be Fort Wayne. I know, like we talked about South Bend baseball has been a kind of yeah. a backbone to the revitalization of that city as well um, with what they've done with that stadium and the Cubs coming in. Um, you know, there might be a, an opportunity to look into that and also into some of those other teams, like the, you mentioned the indoor soccer with the flames and the kick yeah, and the flames, the kick, some of those well. teams. Yeah, there, it seems like there was one time Fort Wayne had a lot of teams just coming and going. It yes. Was, yeah, definitely that like late 80s. Or, yes. But I think that also, you know, if you look uh, across the country, that was the time when everybody thought, hey, we can throw a league together. We can throw a team in this market and yeah. they can play and fill arena dates. That was yeah. that was it. And you just find very few of them have have made it through. And, and I can tell you the late eighties, we did the United States did not even have a top tier outdoor league. It right. was indoor soccer was the top league. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. I used to get made fun of because I was happy that the U S made the world cup in 1990. <laughs> and 
I had an Italy World Cup 1990 shirt as a kid, and I was like, oh, they're going to make fun of me. And, and now I'm like, oh my God, yeah. what, what, what was I thinking of? So obviously you have, a, you have a love of baseball. I'm looking at your scarves in the back. You have yeah. love of soccer as well. Definitely. Yeah. Big soccer fan, big soccer fan. So that's, you know, that's something too. And I think I've pulled a lot of inspiration from soccer. I'm newer into soccer, probably the last five, six years where okay. I've really gotten bigger into soccer, but the culture aspect of soccer and the the design aspect um, that connects soccer teams and clubs with their community um, has something that really resonated with me. And I think that's part of what I'm trying to do with baseball design in that same way. Yeah, no, I didn't know it is a lot of different uh, big difference. I would love to go to a minor league game and see a cheering crowd down yeah. a certain section, just cheering yeah. the whole time, whether they, whether it's every time the home team scores a run, whether it's, uh, you know, a home run or, or, you know, maybe after every inning, but I know they do that over in Korea. Yeah. It'd be nice if somebody can start that here in the States. Cause I think that is the next big thing. You can have like a cheering section. Uh, kind of like this. I'm a Mets fan. So the, the seven yeah. line army out at uh city field uh, seems to be the closest I've seen of it, of anything like that. Obviously, uh, yeah, I'm probably overlooking some other ball clubs too. They, they could exist out there. So yeah, no, it's, sure. it, it's an exciting time. So you talked about, you had some projects on the horizon, anything you're working on next. You know, at this point, I'm really trying to work on growing connections okay. in the community a lot. Um, really wanting to go into this summer, this baseball season, that'll be the first full baseball season I've You're had, right. You're absolutely um, right. you know, throwing this together kind of late in the game last year, I was able to capitalize a little bit on still being in baseball season and do some of that. But, you know, I've been trying to partner with um, some little leagues in the area, um, reached out to some high school teams, some college teams as well. Um, you know, trying to see what we can do to collaborate there. Um, I've had some conversations with some local youth programs that are big in the area, um, you know, to try to build out because at the end of the day, that's what I want to do is to grow and recognize the baseball community here, um, mm -hmm. both with the past and the present. So there's, you know, so many major league players, minor league players that are from this area. There's so much youth baseball in this area that's so big, um, you know, to try to really support some of that growth of the game here um, as well. So that's definitely something, you know, I'm wanting to focus on this season, um, but then also just growing what we're able to offer as far as doing some farmer's market type things. Okay. With the farmer's market in Fort Wayne, we call it a farmer's market. It's really more of a maker's market type thing. You've <laughs> got some food and stuff, but there's a lot of craft apparel, that kind of thing. Um, so I definitely want to try to do that to be able to just do a little more grassroots marketing that way. Um, yeah. Just, just, just push it out. Uh, do you have anything lined up with the tin caps uh, to make an appearance at their ballpark or not yet? Uh, not yet. Um, I know a couple of the people over there. Um, I would like to get something tied up. They've got, they're doing a daisies night in late okay, May. Nice. Um, so I'd like to connect with them and try to do something um, related to that. But 
but yeah, so I know there's a little bit of opportunity for that. We know, I know a bunch of people over there that have yeah. bought stuff and, you know, that used to work for the wizards have just lived in Fort Wayne, um, kind of that nostalgic aspect there. So hoping to grow that as well. Yeah. I know, uh, John Nolan and I were from the yeah. same, same neighboring towns in new jersey so okay he grew up in edison i grew up in new jersey every time i go up there he treats me like royalty he does a nice job he doesn't have to do that john you don't have to do that john yeah no he's great he calls games for us he calls our basketball games. that's right he does do that as well yeah i did see him there and then i guess before you go uh huntington university have you ever been down there for a game at their ballpark i have not no i gotta tell you that is one of the hidden gems of ballparks that I've seen, not only in Indiana, but around the country. Yeah. I never knew this place existed. Somebody told me to go net, go there. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's down a hill covered by trees and, and uh, floral arrangements. I'm like, okay, I go down there. <laughs> There's people sitting on the hill watching the game. There's a, a little Creek that runs in the back of the backstop. And I'm like, wow, this is just such a surreal setting. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I actually, I have it pulled up on my phone, kind of saved as a tab because you mentioned it on an episode yeah. um, a little bit ago. And I, the same thing probably that you did where I was like Huntington, I've driven by the uh, campus ne- a million never, times and never knew there was a field there. You know, those division three ballparks, I don't pay attention to, but yeah, when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. I was desperate to see baseball somewhere. So oh, yeah. I, I look this, I just, and somebody told me that cause I was up in Logansport for mm-hmm. a state tournament game in basketball. And I saw the baseball field and there were some teams playing. I go, I'll oh, check it out. And it was a couple colleges. It was uh hope and uh, Huntington playing. Yep. And somebody goes, yeah, you should come to our college. It's really nice. I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. And I looked it up. I'm like, wow, that does look nice. Blown yeah. away by it. And it's only about a half hour from. Uh, yeah. It's not far. Away, so. Yeah. And then, you know, talking about that level, you know, Indiana Tech here in Fort Wayne, they've got a great facility. I've um, I've been told that, too. And believe you me, that's probably someplace I need to visit as well. Yeah, I've never been to a game there, um, but I know it's a it, it's on my way to work. I drive past it every day. Yeah. I used to run by it in the mornings. It was close to where we lived. And, you know, it's a very nice grandstand right along the road lights everything we actually played one of our games over there this weekend because okay. it rained and their field holds water a little better than ours does yeah. so we were able to get a game in over there um, i know yeah we welcome to welcome to ba- college baseball in april yes. in indiana yeah yes, it, you it, never it's, play when you're scheduled but no no you never <laughs> you never do i was actually supposed to be at a vanderbilt game right about now in nashville oh, no. my plans are to drive down there uh, check them out and then check out the Nashville sounds, cool. but they're expecting bad weather. I think it cleared yeah. up by tonight. In fact, the Vanderbilt guy told me, Hey, the weather, weather's going to clear up. If you want to come out, I said, I'm about four hours away. So <laughs> four and a half. Don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. That's a, that's how our games are where we <laughs> oh, get calls from our, our department where it's, Hey, coach just said two o'clock game. We're going to play at one because yes. it's going to rain at four. And, and, <laughs> and so and, it's stuff like that. And we do it yeah. with baseball and softball. Yeah. And, and that has happened to me. I get to a game and I'm thinking, oh, I thought the game started at two. Oh, we decided to get it in at one because we're expecting some rain later on. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, thanks. It's the advantage to not 
relying on ticket sales and no, that sort no, of thing where right. the minor leagues probably wish they could do that, where they could just yeah. say, Hey, we can get this in and play two hours early. Yeah. We can get it in. So I hear you. Well, Hey, listen, old Fort, uh, baseball company, a lot of fun. I love some of the designs on here. Thank you. Uh, folks go to the website, check it out. Anything you want to tell folks before we, we leave today? No, definitely just check out the site. And, you know, if anybody, anybody out there has, you know, kind of a, a love for baseball in this area, you know, reach out. We're always happy to collaborate with current, you know, like I mentioned, some of those organizations around now and build yeah. ideas from the past and, you know, always looking for pictures and memorabilia and that sort of stuff to spotlight and showcase. We're not just about, about the merchandise. We're all about, you know, sharing the information and some cool vintage uh, memorabilia and photos and all of that. Well, I'll be looking for that Huggy Bears logo. Yes. That's my mission now. <laughs> All right. Check I will out, look for it. Check out the newspapers.com or yes. Hoosier Chronicle. Yeah. Sometimes you find some gems. For in there. sure. All right. So where can we find you on social media so we can follow you and subscribe? Yeah, it's uh, at Old Fort Baseball Co. on Instagram and Old Fort Baseball Co. on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and then check out the website, oldfortbaseballco.com. All right. Well, Logan, I appreciate you taking the time yeah, to thanks, talk. And uh, we'll uh, keep looking for some new uh, designs and hopefully we'll talk again. For sure. Thanks a lot, Mark. All right. Take care. Okay. That was Logan Weening of Old Fort Baseball Co. He said Co. I was saying company, but I guess he says Co. That was a fun little interview. That wasn't somebody associated with a baseball team. Uh, I think uh, Spencer Collins was the only other person I've interviewed so far that uh, is not part of a baseball team, but that, that was a hell of an interview. I, I could talk to him all about looking up old logos of baseball teams and, and trying to recreate them. I should have mentioned, I'm actually wearing uh, an Albuquerque Dukes cap from the 1940s. I didn't mention that to him. And that's another group that is trying to promote old logos and old sports teams from albuquerque new mexico and this hat i think it was on sale came out to about 20 bucks a little over 20 bucks it's a fabulous hat they really did an amazing job creating this look it's a black cap with a red brim and it's this really funky kind of a on it i can't even describe what that looks like if you flip it upside down it kind of looks like a a w but no, it's, it's a great job. It, it looks like a type of hat you would have worn in the 50s or 40s to play baseball in. So I should have mentioned that to him. Damn it. I hate when I do things like that. So glad you uh, were able to take in this uh, interview. Go choke. Go choke out. Don't choke. Don't choke him. Don't, don't do that. I tell you not to do that. Go check out Old Fort Baseball Co. Uh, looks like a fun little website. Some great stickers. Some shirts. You'll have a fun time uh, purchasing some historic stuff there. And check out, uh, CB has the Huggy Bears one day. I'm going to look for that. I'm serious. The Huggy Bears. There used to be a DJ called Huggy Bear. I want to say at, at KDAY in Los Angeles. It's Huggy Bear. This is a lighter shade of brown with on a Sunday afternoon. Hit it. Okay, so. All right. Well, guys, once again, thank you for taking a listen to my podcast. You can also check out uh, the Dad Hat Chronicles. That's Ed Rivera. You can check out Baseball by Design. That's uh, Mr. Caputo. 
And uh, there's a bunch of us talking about baseball. So the more, the merrier. And also uh, the Bucketheads, Baseball Bucketheads. Uh, that's a nice website. That's a nice podcast, too. Uh, they talk to people that love to go to ballparks like me. In fact, I'm supposed to be at a ballpark today. I'm supposed to be in Vanderbilt. But the weather was kind of cruddy, and I didn't feel like driving five hours to uh, to Nashville to check it out. So, unfortunately, uh, fortunately, I should say I was able to get an interview today. So, I, I can't complain. We'll, we'll be there. We'll be there again. By the time this podcast is out, I might have been there already. That's the clue. So, Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. This is Mark, the ballpark hunter saying, take care. Goodbye and have a great day.